Good morning. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. The Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to send in a message. You can also get us via the email. Connor at Sports1440.ca. Brandon at Sports1440.ca. Check us out across all the social media platforms. Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, or X. We're on threads. I think we're on Blue Sky now. We did a giveaway over the weekend. We gave away an autographed Ryan McLeod t-shirt that you only could have won if you were on social media following our accounts. Uh, back up. What is Blue Sky? Uh, it's an invite-only social media platform. Whoa, very premium. I got the invite from longtime listener Jana. Is this like one of those dating apps for celebrities? No, it's like Twitter, I think, but you need an invite. I'm it's pretty exclusive. I have uh, two followers. It's, so it's like it's a club. Kind of. Cuz like, you you can't register you can't even make an account until somebody like sends you a secret link. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, crazy. Marty Stevens just sent me a text. I I don't know. The days all blend together. It was Saturday or Sunday and said, "Hey, we're on Blue Sky now." Damn. So Very if you're on cool. Blue Sky, feel free to jump on and give us a follow but yeah we we gave away the ryan mcleod clouder collection t-shirt autographed no big deal make sure you give us a follow across all those media platforms of course there is random giveaways we did a ticket giveaway saturday night as well to the oilers sends game the oilers picking up the dub continuing their hot play 15 and 3 in their last 18 games played from a fantasy perspective, Stuart Skinner giving you absolute money starts. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman, Nuge, Bouchard, all looking pretty good. If you're playing some daily fantasy and you want cheap options over the last couple weeks, Ryan McLeod, Warren Fogle, you drop those guys in there. It's been pretty good for the Edmonton Oilers. Playbook Vic says first rule of blue skies. You don't talk about blue sky. You're out now. <laughs> Dang. I don't know much. I don't think I've ever... I don't even know what it's called. I guess posted would be the most simplistic way to say it i've never even posted on blue sky but i do now have a notification that someone liked one of our posts so yeah i i don't know if you want to check us out on blue sky feel free i would recommend twitter slash x facebook instagram is the big ones threads were growing we're up to like 350 followers i don't really get threads it's so random to me yeah i'm not very not very keen on the thread scene i'm i am intrigued by this blue sky thing so like it's called just posting it's not bluing no, I be- <laughs> just yeah, I blued. I blued today. I blued. I reblued your post. The arrested development. Oh no, I accidentally <laughs> blew myself on what was supposed to be a bit of a dry run. Now I have something of a mess on my hands. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh I, I don't know. I there's there's so many social media platforms. If you were like a social media specialist and you were running a re- it for a company. I think you can major in that in college now. Oh yeah. Well like the the lamest thing is that intern. That's a profession. People, they don't have unpaid interns running social media accounts. But we will but, soon. But we will soon as our intern Donovan officially underway today. Well, you're, I thought you were paying him. I'm paying him in experience and uh, love. And rum and butters. R- well, lots of rum and butters. Uh, no, it's um, the, the practicum portion of his uh, Nate education, finalizing uh, his time there, a two-year program. Wrapping up with uh, three and a half months with us here in the 1440 studios. He's going to get a lot of great experience. He already got a taste of the morning show this morning. 
obviously. Um, then over the course of the next uh, couple months, he'll dabble with you in the afternoons. Declan Kruger in the middle of the day, some digital producing that Declan does. Yeah. What a, what a wide array of experiences he's going to get exposed to. He already put out our first tweet slash post for wow. uh, Fantasy Frenzy today, like a true pro. So uh, if you hear a new voice on the station, that is Donovan. And we'll get him to do some updates as well. We'll get him on the Frenzy for sure. Coming uh, coming up later on, X-Ray Gog says, hey, Duke, love the intro. Too bad time doesn't allow for Posty solo in that. LOL. Oh, well. Post Malone. For those who are unaware who Posty is. Yeah, I can't play that song during the Kevin Carey show because Kevin gives me a hard enough time playing music that he doesn't uh, know or understand. And that song would certainly qualify in that category. So I will, uh, I'll leave that one for our show. I think it's uh, in, our, uh, in our good mix of rotation of songs that we play here for, you know, we get three a day. <laughs> it, it just makes you feel good. It's a nice song. Warms me up inside. And yeah. it's cold out there now, so. We need that stuff. Hey, and Tyler B. Johnson just followed us on Blue Sky, or followed me on Blue Sky. Now my ratio is one to one. Three oh. followers, three following. I'm going to follow back if I know how. We'll do that later on in the show, <laughs> though. Uh, Brandon, over the weekend, I guess, you know, for those who got into the Daily Fantasy, you you might have had some fun. Most leagues wrapped up. There were some players who had some great success. Some didn't. It was nice to see Bijan Robinson finally kind of have a nice offensive performance over 100 yards receiving alone. Arthur Smith today fired. Ben Johnson, Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. Put him in Atlanta. With Bijan, Drake could, London, Kyle Pitts. That could be a lot of fun. Could that be something that could work? That, as soon as I saw Arthur Smith have his tirade at the end of that game, getting mad because the Saints ran up this score. Even though apparently it was not uh, head coach Dennis Allen's call. <laughs> apparently Jameis Winston. It was Jameis Winston. <laughs> My man. The, the most com- unintentionally comedic person in sports, I think. Yeah. What did he say after? Like, oh, you you weren't mad about the first forty one points you gave up? <laughs> valid. I, I had it as a, as a point on uh, in or out with Kevin and Lorianne this morning. Like, the easy solution to that if you're the Falcons, don't let them score. <laughs> yeah. Stop them, which they obviously couldn't do because they had a forty burger dropped on them. I mean, Jamal Williams, they had first to get him tutty. that touchdown. Seventeen last led year. the league in rushing touchdowns last season. First one on a <laughs> what's beyond garbage time? Yeah. I mean, I get why Arthur Smith was frustrated, for, especially from the formation they were in, <laughs> but it's so it's funny. It's like, oh, we're going to need out psych. Yeah. But also, and I actually think he brought up a good point because he also said, like, what if Math Tyron Matthew had actually ran it in instead of showboating and getting downed at the one, which was funny in and of itself because classic honey badger. Yeah. But, uh, like, if he'd ran that in, would have he been mad about that? I don't know. Like, I don't know. You play to win the game. Herm Edwards. <laughs> Thank you. So I, I think Arthur Smith is just being a little uh, little poopy pants, probably knowing that that is his last, his last remaining impression on the Falcons organization is to complain that a rival team kind of ran it up on them a little bit. And yes, the, the, like the, knee, the victory formation, but then handing it off is all time. That's great. I actually commend it. Me too. Me too. And I love Jameis Winston is absolutely those hilarious. Those two teams hate each other. Like Falcons and Saints, those are his bitter arrivals. As you will see in the NFL, but I like I even saw Falcons fans on social media. Like, dude, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, our season's over. We stink. It doesn't matter. See you later, Arthur Smith. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out. They want him out. So yeah, seven and ten for the Falcons. They were leading the division for a while. 
didn't last long, and now they're out. Uh, some other players of note that had uh, nice games. Now, just scrolling through here, because, like, Derek Carr, four touchdowns, obviously. Great. Yeah. Two cares who started day. Derek Carr. In Daily Fantasy, if you did that, that's interesting for sure. I hope if anybody did have, like, this was their final week and your regular starting quarterback was sitting and you had to go and find somebody on the waiver wire, I sure hope you didn't go with Jeff Driscoll. No. Why would you? Oh, my God. <laughs> be foolish. Uh, Derek Henry, potentially. He spoke to the crowd in Tennessee after that game. Uh, 19 carries for 153 yards and a touchdown. Great send-off. Yeah, that he he's leaving. I don't know where he's going, but he's got to be down in Tennessee, right? They're Los Angeles. Chargers? Yeah. And Eckler goes to Tennessee? Sure. Let's do it. I, I actually thought that. I, I want the Chargers to get a mean running back. I see I, too many smiles from the running back position. I, I I actually think the Titans are probably quite happy with what they have in Ty J. Spears. He's looked uh-huh. very good this season, um, both in and out of the backfield, catching the ball, running it. I've been very impressed with him as kind of a under-the-radar rookie this season. He's been great. So I wouldn't be surprised if the t- Titans go with a more um, low-key veteran to back him up or who knows, maybe just bring in some uh, – some more young, cheap talent. I don't see that because I think Eckler still probably wants a pretty decent size uh, price tag, even if nobody's really willing to give it to him. And I don't think the Titans are probably in that position. So I think they just roll with Spears and, uh, and somebody else. But I think Derek Henry of the Chargers could make sense. Get him to LA, baby. Yeah, powerful running back. We'll see how much money they have. They've got to make some moves before they can do that. Got to make some cuts. Uh, yeah, Mike Williams, Joey Bosa likely will be cut. Uh, Aaron Jones had a good game on the ground as well. Uh, Brees Hall. I mean, I don't know how many people were really tuned into that Jets-Patriots game, but he went off for 178 yards, 37 carries. Like, that's 2004. Hey, we're just going to feed you. And Brees Hall absolutely went off. That is good to see because when healthy – we think he can be a very, very good player. He's got that home run hitter capability. I think he's somebody, especially if Aaron Rodgers does return to the Jets next year, I think he's going to be a guy you're going to want to look at in the first round. Yeah, and not Dalvin Cook, who is, <laughs> no. who is now with the Ravens, uh, in case you missed that over the weekend. Getting a chance to sign with a contender, which actually smart by the Ravens. We all know how liable they are to have their running backs injured. So that actually makes sense for them, even if he was virtually non-existent this year. Um, one thing that really had my eye, Connor, this weekend from the NFL, of course, the two Saturday games, the Steelers uh, doing what they had to um, to give themselves a chance, and yeah. then the Jags, they uh, they kind of <laughs> pee down their own leg. <laughs> no, I love it after yes. last year. But uh, Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers, this is a team that is supposed to be kind of in transition, right? I think the youngest roster uh, average age in the NFL. Um, his we, We've talked about it over the past couple of weeks, like about eyeing up some of these wide receivers as targets for draft next fall. Man, if I'm the Cowboys, who is, and it's A, Mike McCarthy going up as, against his old team, one of many great storylines from this coming weekend of playoff games. Like, I know the Cowboys are, are a great team, I don't think I'd be want to want to be playing the Packers right now. They they look very good, and Jordan Love looks like the real deal, kind of like he did for the first couple games of the season before going through a bit of a, a mid season um, swoon. So I, I like I'm I've been impressed by the Packers. I mean, they only finished nine and eight, but man, they they have my attention. 
Yeah, and just, you know, for fantasy perspective going into next year, the Green Bay Packers, I think the, the big question for us will be who is wide receiver one because they have such a balanced offense and Jordan Love likes to spread it around. But for sure, that's going to be we'll, – we'll get out to it later on in the week for sure, but there's a lot of great matchups and storylines as we head into the playoffs this year. And, you know, you just look at that draft class. Quarterback position, Joe Burrow first overall, Tua Tungabailoa fifth overall, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts. That's five franchise quarterbacks selected in that draft. It doesn't always work out like that. We've seen years where five quarterbacks go in the first round and maybe one or two pan out. Uh, this looks like it's, and you know, and the, the Green Bay Packers did it the way we don't see it as often where Jordan Love sits and watches for a couple of years, but uh, it looks like they're going to have their third straight franchise quarterback. If you're a Packers fan, you got to be happy about that. Robin the Burt says, good thing Bengals won. Congrats. Now picking 18th instead of as low as 13th. No chance for Brock Bowers. Dumb. Pray for Joe Burr. Rob, I will say, as a Chargers fan, I was in that same situation. Don't win games. Look competitive and lose. When Easton Stick drove the Chargers down and then, <laughs> and then fumbled, fumbled for ball. a six, I was loving it. I said, that's all I want to see. And then they, they take the lead, and I'm all of a sudden I'm a Blaine Gabbert fan. I'm like, come on, Blaine, make some plays. He's a game game breaker. He did it. Maybe a bench Joe or uh, Patrick Mahomes for Blaine Gabbert. I'm just kidding, obviously. <laughs> but he made some plays with his legs. Uh, I'm so glad the Chargers lost so I can understand what you're saying. I was really praying for Matt Prater to hit that field goal so the Chargers could have picked fourth. That would have set them up for Maserati Marv, but now might have to go a different direction. But totally, uh, Brock Bowers could be gone at five. The Chargers could take Brock Bowers at five. It's tough. Here's my, like, the Bengals have a embarrassment of riches at the wide receiver position. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. Joe Mixon, probably done in Cincinnati, depending what kind of dollar figure he wants, right? Like, they, they can't afford to keep all three of those wide receivers, can they? Well... Like, keep in mind, my knowledge of the NFL salary cap is, is basically <laughs> the same as mine as the dark arts, because I don't think it's real. I think it's made up. I don't know how it works, like, with the non-guaranteed contracts, etc. But, like, is there any opportunity for the Bengals to maybe try and trade up a spot or two? Or, or more, I guess, to get back into the top 10 and give themselves that opportunity. Because once again, if the guy, like, I think there's probably a top five or six players maybe that are kind of standalone. And then after that, I think there's probably a pretty big mishmash of that next grade of talent. So unless you can get up to five, I think you're just as comfortable at 13 as you probably are at eight. And feel free to correct me. but uh, But I don't know, like... Are, are the Bengals in a position to trade one of those those three guys? And I mean, I, I know Tyler Boyd's not going to command the same price, but if you move out a guy like T. Higgins, so is, is that an opportunity? T. Higgins is a free agent. Can you trade his rights? Is that does that happen in the NFL like in the NHL? I don't recall that really ever happening. No. Um, Sign and trade. Tyler Boyd also a free agent and thirty years old, as Robin the Burt reminds us. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a he's a good wide receiver three, in my opinion. Uh, but the Irv Smith, probably not the biggest deal, but he'll be a free agent. There's a few names there. Like the Bengals, they have a lot. Jake Browning, free agent. Could, uh, I, I think he's shown that he deserves to come back as uh, Joe Burrow's backup. So I think for the Bengals, yeah, like I, I totally get Robert, not Ron in the, Rob in the bird. 
Robert. Robert. Just come compress that's, it there. Yeah, that's good. Um, I totally get the frustration there because I, I was on the bandwagon and then people said, you never cheer for your team to lose. I, I, yeah, you do. As a it's player, okay you to, can't. It's okay to do. Yeah. As a fan, you yeah. can't play to lose, but you can be a fan and cheer to lose 100%. Hypothetically, like two losses can set you so far apart. Like, like Rob has said, like five, six spots in the draft from a couple wins or losses. And that could be the difference. So for sure. Uh, Stu Chacho. Love that name. Duke, we made a road trip to Three Hills and stopped for gas in Delburn. Sent a picture of the sign. Welcome to Delburn. Very nice sign you guys have out there. That's a new sign, actually. Um, what does it say on it? I don't think it says it, but that little tower thing, that's like the Anthony Hende Museum, which is kind of like the one tourist attraction in Delburn. <laughs> I have no idea how many people actually go there, but we used to have what it had like a little lamp, but it said something about like, bright history or something history bright future and it was like a lamp like an old oil lamp i don't know but this sign is quite new um it's weird because it looks like a lighthouse but it does that doesn't make sense there is a delburn lake but it's not a lake you go swimming in it's more of a big slough good advice good advice uh that came from Stu chacho great name uh lance said I'm back from mexico boys try listening on the beach but it wouldn't let me yeah the uh geo wall because we do play music on the station from six to nine weekdays that that's preventing us from being streamed internationally but podcasts are always available right quick after shows also saying future looking great for the raiders lots of growth we saw unbelievable development for most of the defensive personnel almost all of the rookie showed flashes of success and highlighted that why they were polarizing prospects o-line continued to build on a strong 2023 and the entire line found themselves within the top 10 of units yeah, I mean, the Raiders are going to be an interesting one. Quarterbacks this year are quite nice. If you want to go get one, could potentially trade up and do that. The head coach search will be interesting. Has Antonio Pierce done enough to stick around? I think Raiders fans would say, yeah, like he seems like uh, he seems like a Raider. He seems like that's the kind of guy you want. They're smoking cigars after games, like having a good time. I think they bring him back, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe Harbaugh is uh, someone they might be interested in. And then finally, Robin the Burt says, go sign tight end Mike Gusecki. We can turn it, teach him how to gritty. Yeah, well, Jamar Chase would be the guy to teach you. Uh, Gusecki, those gritties that he's uh, been putting out there, not great. Not the best work. Anyways, we'll take a break. It is Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. When we come back, we'll get back in the inbox for the Canadian Brew House. Uh, we, we talked about doing a movie watch for Brandon and... Uh, it hasn't started off great, but we'll see how that goes. We'll talk about the national championship tonight as well. Washington takes on Michigan. We'll let you know what's coming up in the NHL. Of course, the Oilers off until tomorrow. All that and more. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. We're back here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you here. The Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, like I said, Fantasy Frenzy, coming to you live from the Stingray Studios, also here in West Edmonton Mall. Lots to get to. The text line, 1-833-401-1440. You can also email us, Connor at Sports1440 and Brandon at Sports1440, both of those .ca. Let's get to the inbox brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Of course, lots going on at the CBH. You can watch all the football action. They got the Natty tonight. Washington Huskies taking on the Michigan Wolverines. You can head down to any CBH for that. Hockey tomorrow. And remember, 
Remember, you can download the rewards at the Canadian Brewhouse from the Apple App Store or Google Play to start earning points and rewards at the CBH Plus. You get a free order of garlic fingers just for signing up. So that alone is worth it. And then the bonuses will just continue to roll in. Uh, some news from the NFL this morning. Not too sure how much you guys got into it. Uh, the coaching changes in the NFL. Uh, in Washington, Ron Rivera out. And we're starting to see a lot of requests coming from the commanders already. They uh, they got some positions to fill. So obviously also their general manager is out. They've reached out to the Niners for Adam Peters. He'll be a hot commodity for a general manager position, as is Chiefs assistant GM, Mike Bar- Bargonzi. And then they also, for the head coaching job, they've reached, uh, reached out to Ravens associate head coach and D-line coach Anthony Weaver, uh, Raheem Morris, who is the defensive coordinator for the LA Rams and has some head coaching experience. So the commanders are uh, really starting to look out and try to find uh, the, the, next, the next one for them. They also hired Bob Myers, Interesting. Uh, Now, Bob Myers was the former Golden State Warriors GM, making the leap from basketball to football. Rick Spielman comes in, who also was a GM for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, winners win, right? I guess that's the mentality there when you go out there and bring in someone from the NBA to try and help find people to win in the NFL. Culture change. Yeah. I I guess. um, Yeah, the the cross-sport jumps by, like, executives kind of confuses me but i guess if they're not necessarily on the team operations and more the business operations side of things i guess it makes sense but like was lula amarello not running both the new jersey death nets and the new jersey devils at the same time at one point is that true did i make that up in my head (laughs) that sounds like something i could have made up but i think it's true well i i don't remember this i'm looking it up right now because that I mean that would be very cool. I always kind of looked at Lou as like the Godfather. Like he tells you he's going to make a trade, you have no choice. You're making that trade with Lou Lamorello. I mean, I I think in terms of being a sports guy and hiring the proper players and or people in proper positions, there, there might be some merit there. We've seen it. I think the Browns did it a couple of years ago. Obviously, you're you're not going to be the X's and O's guy, but you you probably have a a good ability to kind of, I don't know, pick up on maybe the skill sets that might be required to have success in the job. Have you, have you found anything about uh, that? I think I made it up. <laughs> I think I made that up in my head somewhere. <laughs> I he, like the concept of that though. He was an athletic director, uh, for, for Providence. Oh Yeah. He was the athletic director of Providence, and he hired Rick Patino as their head coach. Okay. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like if you have a skill set to kind of, you know, interview and, you know, you have the you can tell the guys who have the right vision and what they want to do. And maybe you don't know the X's and O's of the sport, but you know, like, this person has the capabilities to be a good leader and has a good plan, I like what they're doing, then maybe. Uh, Levi texting into one 401 Lou had to have been in the mafia back in the day. He's just got that look. I get it. Uh, he he's, he's just seems like he's an intimidator. And if, you know, you go and ask for a trade and he says no, well, you're not getting that trade. Yeah, don't even ask anymore. Go, go play. Hey, guys. 
How about those Texans? CJ was on Pat McAfee today. Such a good kid. That comes from Norman Acomba. And yeah, Brandon, we, we didn't even touch on the Texans going to the playoffs. What a run. Hold. Hold on that. We, well, I've lost to say on that. But no, from 2001 to 2004, Lou Lamorello served as CEO of the New Jersey Nets, which is the same time he was the general manager of the New Jersey Devils, was he not? And also coaching the Devils for a bit during that time. <laughs> what a guy. So I wonder if that was kind of a name only. Maybe that was like a... A name only CEO? Yeah. You got the, the junior CEO that can handle all that sort of thing. Okay, so I didn't make it up, which is good. What does a chief executive offer do on day-to-day? Boss people around. Yeah, you don't go, even have go to Go golfing, there. like schmooze. You just come in like once a week. How, how are the financials? Good? All right. How are the numbies? Yeah. If there's any CFOs out there or CEOs, let us know. But I feel like you don't need to be there every day to do that job. But even still, to do that and be the general manager and the head coach of another pro sports team, that's a lot on the plate, but... Uh, I digress. I just needed to get that out there that I, I'm not completely insane. Uh, the Texans, man, what a game on Saturday. First play from scrimmage, 75 yards. I know Nico or uh, CJ Stroud is getting a very well-deserved amount of praise for this game. He was tremendous. He has been all year. Um, despite what Puka Nakua accomplished, I do think CJ Stroud will still win Offensive Rookie of the Year based on what he's done the last two weeks to get his team into the playoffs in a division championship. How about Nico Collins? This this is like as like I don't know. Is there a breakout player of the year award in the NFL? Because if there if there were, and even an unofficial one, I certainly think Nico Collins might be a, a strong contender for it. Because um, this season, uh, his previous years combined didn't uh, total what he accomplished this year as like the de facto WR one in Houston, and that's even with like upstart Tank Dell as kind of his, his second in command, getting a lot of targets and a lot of yardage along the way. Nico Collins had a great season, and as long as him and C.J. Stroud are on the same field together, regardless of how bad Houston's pass defense is, I give the Texans a chance in almost any game. Um, I would love for them to play the Chiefs again at some point in this playoff run, a little revenge for that uh, huge blown lead they had. Uh, That wasn't the last time the Texans were in the playoffs, but the last time they had a real chance in the playoffs anyway. Um but the, the Browns are a very tough first-round matchup. That's not what I wanted. I actually wanted Jacksonville to win so the Texans would not get that 4-5 matchup. Um, but, I mean, hey, division championships, good all the same, and I'm proud of the team. They could get blown out 40-rip come Saturday afternoon, which is the most Texans time slot of all time. Uh, they could lose handily, and I'll still be, like, you know, hang my hat on a great season for this team and, like, talk about positive vibes. Things are looking up in Houston. And the fact that they won the division, where does that put the first-round pick they sent to Arizona? That's a pretty good price to pay for uh, Will Anderson Jr., who might be a defensive rookie of the year finalist. So, yeah, everything's positive in Texans land. 100%. Yeah, it was, it's good to see. I mean, I I will say, like, I don't like seeing the Steelers in the playoffs year after year. Man, there's a model of consistency. <laughs> How many more Mike years Tomlin. did Mike Tomlin buy himself as head coach with this? As many as he wants. And that shouldn't have changed even if they didn't make the playoffs. He gets like a crap roster and he still makes the playoffs. I think he, we get like too used to of his excellence. Like he's an unbelievable coach. 15 straight seasons without a losing record. It's amazing. With like Kenny Pickett at the helm, Mason Rudolph Is Mason Rudolph the future? He might be. His simplicity might work. Is like Joe Flacco the future in Cleveland? Probably not. It'd be a short future. (laughs) But probably a decent one. Guaranteed money. Uh, Myers built Curry, Clay, and Draymond Warriors team, and he was key to bringing in Durant. 
great team builder. And let's be honest, the commanders can't get any worse. That comes from Montana to Rice. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think there's things that translate to other sports of just knowing bringing in the right guys. New ownership in D.C. He's a guy that's shown he's not afraid, like, unlike Dan Snyder, who I think was notoriously cheap. Um, Mr. Harris, uh, I think, is shown that he's willing to spend the money if it's money well spent and bringing in a competent um, executive to run football ops, then in turn a competent head coach. Maybe Bill Belichick, uh, Axe hasn't fallen there yet, apparently still has term on his contract, which was kind of announced last fall as well, that they'd sign him to an extension. I don't know. But either way, uh, not as many heads rolling yet here at uh, what's now 1.30 Eastern time uh, as I would have expected here on Black Monday. Only two head coaches and one general manager so far. Yeah, well, I mean, Staley was done there was beforehand. Three, three fired in season, Reich, Staley, and McDaniels. Yeah. Bill Belichick is probably going to be a parting of ways. Yes, they won't, they that, won't fire that will him. not be a firing. Let's just look down to the rest of the bottom uh, basement dwellers. Tennessee Titans. Like, if I'm the Titans, I never fired Mike Vrabel. I think he's a great coach. But if, like, if you're Mike Vrabel, do you ever decide to leave the Titans and go somewhere where you actually have a chance at some success? Uh, I, the internet's a dark place, but I had heard some rumors that if Belichick leaves, he, he might. He would be a great fit to leave and go coach the Patriots. Yeah, played, I, played there. I think that makes a ton of sense. Uh, Jets and Giants, I think they're probably still set on keeping uh, both Robert Sala and Brian Dable, even though, at, I mean, was Dable coach of the year last year? Man, I think so. The Giants, who bought that? Who was drinking that Kool-Aid that they could do that again? Not me. This is the team they really are. Sorry. Uh, Eberflus, is he sticking around in Chicago, Connor? He's only in year two, right? Yeah, just wrapped up year two. I, I, and I, they went on some good stretches. I, I don't think he'll be fired. Do they stick with Justin Fields after what That's you saw yesterday? Other, but yeah. I, I think they are related. What he did yesterday does it not change my mind at all. I would move on. Well, I, yesterday was yesterday was whatever, but like the couple weeks previous. Yeah, no, he he. He could have thrown 13 touchdowns yesterday, and I'd still say that doesn't mean he hasn't been up and down in his career. Matt LaFleur undefeated against the Bears <laughs> as a head coach of the Packers. Well. <laughs> what nightmare fuel for Bears fans. The Bears are fun because you can tell me they should keep him, and I'll say, yeah, that works. You could tell me they should fire him, and I'll say, yeah, that works. I think both roads are great. Do you think that win by the Saints, we talked about that a little bit earlier, the racking up the points, do you think that win kept Dennis Allen his job? I don't buy into one game winning, keeping you a but job. That, but or that, but I mean, job. like, hypothetically, like... Yeah. Do you, so you think regardless of... Like, even if, if they were, like, on the fence about Allen and they got their lunch handed to them by division rival Falcons yesterday to totally knock... Because even, like, with winning, they gave themselves a backdoor way into the playoffs even with the Bucks also winning. It need, they needed both the Seahawks and Packers to lose. But, like, they won their game. They had a chance. Like, you think regardless, no matter what they're saying yet, Dennis Allen's coming back next year. I think or, so. Or vice versa. 7-10 and 10 in his first year, 9-8 and eight this year. Improvement. I don't think that's enough to fire him. People, they're, teams are quick with the triggers, though. Like, how, how rare was it for a coach to get fired after just one season? And then in the last couple of years, we've seen it a multitude of times. The Texans did it, like, twice in a row. But it's typically a team that is picking top three, right? Yeah. Like, it, But the Saints aren't. I mean, they showed signs of improvement this year, so I don't think they will. 
They could. But, but the Saints shouldn't. Like, the Saints, in my mind, based on talent, should have won this division easily. Yeah, and that's fair. That's fair. Like, you, like, yes, the Michael Thomas thing, it is what it is, but you have Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, Sands, four games. Kendrick Miller looked great. You're talking about, like, looking ahead to next fantasy season. I don't know what Alvin Kamara's long-term future is, but Kendry Miller, that might be a yeah, guy he was good. keeping tabs on. He looked great. But, yeah, like, I, I just think the Saints are have been big underachievers, basically post-Sean Payton. Even even when, like, the last bit of the Drew Brees era when he was far from the same guy. Like, I don't, I, I'm just I'm, – I'm not a believer in the Saints and how they're currently constructed uh, or coached, I guess, maybe more so because they have talent. Like, I, I would fire Dennis Allen after two seasons. Sean Payton, before leaving, won the division four straight years. But that division, <laughs> not very good. That was that was pre-Brady. Pre, Pre-Brady Bucks. Panthers had Cam Newton for those and, years. Yeah. He was the, probably maybe on the decline. The bit on the decline, that was the end of Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. That was his last year in Atlanta before he went to Indy. Maybe. Whatever. But either the, way, yeah, either way, I would I would fire Dennis Allen. Pete Carroll's not going anywhere. Sean Payton's not going anywhere. Raiders already fired their coach. Falcons fired theirs this morning. O'Connell's not going anywhere. So yeah, I guess you're right. There might only be like one or two, maybe maybe just one. Like it's basically Belichick or nobody kind of left. I guess because you would think if they were going to fire Allen or Eberflus, they would have already today. And I will say like who like last year we had Sean Payton was kind of the, the hot name. Also Jim Harbaugh. This year Harbaugh is going to be up there. Bill Belichick potentially, but who's like the the young stud? Ben Johnson out of Denver, uh, Slowick out of Houston. Which, if I was him, I don't know. And next, sorry, I wanted to ask you this earlier before we jump to break here to wrap up. If you're a a coordinator with a good team or team on the rise, maybe even wh- like, do you think it's like the just the mindset of a coach? Like the almost like, and it's a it seems like a word with a negative connotation, but it's not always like the ego of saying, I want to be a head coach instead mm-hmm. of just staying and still making a very comfortable living as a high-profile coordinator and, like, staying in a system where you're comfortable and having success. And it's like, how many coordinators do we see venture out and, have and like, fail? And then they, they either revert back to being a coordinator or maybe they don't even get that opportunity if it goes really badly for them. I mean, it would always be tempting. Like, Ben Johnson would be the guy, right? Like, like we, we've seen it from uh, BNME. Uh, he was under Andy Reid for so long. But he never got offered a head coaching job. No, but he, he was always interviewing for them. He was kind of like the hot topic, and people were saying, why is nobody hiring this guy? Well, it might be the guy, I guess. Does he get a look in Washington now um, with Rivera out the door? Logan Thomas, tight end, didn't give him exactly Glowing reviews. great reviews, so maybe not. I don't know. I think he maybe he is hard to deal with. Maybe there has to be, you know a buffer like an Andy Reid there yeah. to kind of be the go between between the players and it. Yeah. I mean, it, I think that if you're a coordinator and you know, you're probably kind of that, I don't say alpha, but like you, you, you want to prove yourself. You want to be the guy. So I, I think for the majority, they're probably going to take their opportunity. Now I, I'm sure we'd have to go back and look at it. There has to be coaches who have said, you know, maybe I'll stay where I am. I think of Josh McDaniels had the, Titans job or was it the Colts and it was like nah I'm good actually but then he decided to like he took the job and then said actually never mind apparently after Jim Irsay came over to his house and spent a long time in the bathroom yeah and that like gave him the bad bad vibes or something Josh McDaniels was not a good head coach no good coordinator so they probably avoided good coordinator well maybe yeah. the Colts the Colts did a great job avoiding that disaster although they went on to Frank Reich who he got to the playoffs at least once 
Did he not? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. maybe Josh McDaniels was a good coordinator. Maybe he had Tom Brady. But I like don't know. my 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 overarching point here, like the Ben Johnsons, the Bobby Slowicks, like guys that are still pretty green in even their coordinator careers. Like, would you not want to be a coordinator for a? I don't want to say a long time, but like quite a few seasons to really get the grasp of like, do I want to be a head coach? Watch what your head coach does on a day-to-day basis because it's not all rainbows and sunshine just because you're the boss. Like quite often, if you want to keep your jobs as a play caller, then you have to do all the regular head coaching stuff on top of that. That's a lot to handle. And yes, you're rewarded quite handsomely for it financially, but I I, I don't know. Like if I was Bobby Slowak or Ben Johnson, why would I want to go anywhere right now? I'd be pretty happy. Because you can be the guy. I, I and like to go back to what I said. It, is it an ego thing? I th- I think, and it's like you're they're competitors, right? That, yeah, exactly. So I mean, even if I said Brandon, oh, we're opening up a new station in uh, Calgary. You want to be the morning show host? We'll give you three times the money. Are no. you in? Or are you comfortable here in Sports fourteen forty? I love it here. I'd never leave. <laughs> Good answer. That was a test. There's no you there's, passed. There's no dollar figure. Well, there's a dollar figure. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get some more text. Uh, that was the inbox for the Canadian Brew House. Of course, the national championship there tonight. Going to be a good one for sure. Get the chocolate cake. Uh, Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Sports 1440, Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. The Frenzy. Coming up today on the station, as I take a look here, what has Declan Kruger got going for you guys on the lowdown with low tide? Scott Patrick covers the Cleveland Browns for the Chronicle Telegram. That'll be at 1220. Rachel Dory will be by as well at 1240. And then Jason Greger at 120. And then on the Jason Greger show today, we'll be joined by Robin Brownlee, Cam Tate, New Elks quarterback McLeod Bethel-Thompson at 245. That should be a fun one. Uh, Gord Stelic, former NHL GM. We'll talk about the, the Nylander deal, 11 mil with the Maple Leafs. Andy Petrillo, CBC Sports 1 Soccer. We'll talk some PH, or PWHL as well. Lear Ryan's rant, Mark Spector, and Kevin Woodley. Lots on, on the old 1440 today. The text line, one 1440 Brad says, do you think Penix will drop to 12 overall to Denver and Denver will take him? Or will Denver need to trade up? Or could they trade for Fields? I mean, we've we've kind of touched on Fields very quickly here, Brandon, and I, I think the, the Chicago Bears, I don't think there's a bad route. They've just got to do it properly. If you're going to trade Fields and take Caleb Williams, that buys you five more years before you have to pay him big time, which I think is fine. I think that Caleb Williams can get to Justin Fields' level quickly. I think he's that good. And that gives you more things to work with because you would have traded away Fields. Or you keep Fields... You have that number one overall pick. You can probably trade down a little bit and still get an absolute stud and build for your future. But just be be aware that you probably have to pay Justin Fields big money coming up. Could go either way. You're going to pay him big money and be happy to do so, or he's going to struggle and you're going to let him walk and regret not taking Caleb Williams. I, it, it's hindsight's going to be twenty twenty, but I, I don't know if there's necessarily a terrible option for the Chicago Bears. Um, and then just to tie that in for Penix Jr. out of Washington, a lot of eyes will be on him tonight for the national championship as he looks to lead the Huskies. I don't know if he'll be at 12 because we could see a run. Like let's say Williams goes one, Drake may goes two. Could there be a run on quarterbacks and where do you have Penix? There's certainly going to be people saying Bo Nix and Jaden 
Jane Daniels. Jane Daniels out of McCarthy. Yeah, JJ McCarthy out of Michigan. May, maybe Quinn Ewers. Out of Texas, yeah. If he he isn't declared yet, I I think signs are pointing to him probably going back, but that doesn't make sense to me because like why would Texas want him back? Arch Manning is there waiting in the wings. Maybe there's a transfer. (laughs) But But anyways, where's left to transfer? Isn't everybody transferred? Yeah, that's true. Like I I don't know. I I think Penix. He I think I think he'll be there at twelve. I think so too, but it'll be close. In my opinion, based on what I've seen so far this uh, bowl season, college football playoff, and most of the regular season in uh, college ball, I think Michael Panik should be the third quarterback off the board. I do. Um, maybe fourth, I could I could see a case for Jaden Daniels instead, but Michael Panik has impressed the living heck out of me. Like I I will sing this guy's praises all day long till I'm blue in the face. He'll probably lay an egg tonight, and then I'll have to come <laughs> in here tomorrow morning and eat my words. <laughs> Bo Nix is like 30 years old now. Uh, for Mitchell. Yes, very true, Mitchell. Bo Nix is old, but I don't get why that isn't, and he's, he's 24, I believe, which I think Michael Penix Jr. is as well. They both are, yeah. Um, I don't know why that has such a negative connotation. There is no minor leagues in pro football. What's wrong with staying an extra year or two in college, getting better, seeing more reps, playing more games? How does that serve you negatively? I mean, we like to have fun with it because you're a 24 year old beating up on 19 year olds. So, but at the pro level, it doesn't matter. You're not drafting a guy for the next two years. You're drafting him for the next 10 to 12. So if you get him from age 22 to 34 or 24 to 36, what does it matter? How many 18 year olds drafted in the NHL goes like more than ever now, but still it's not a lot that at 18 years old, come and play in the NHL. And when they do, they quite often get physically, um, like, uh, overpowered. How many of them go back to junior? How, like, w- don't we talk enough about in junior hockey, 20-year-olds like overagers having unbelievably high production seasons because they're playing against 16, 17-year-old kids? Like, but we encourage that. Send him back to junior. Let him season. Get more reps. Dominate at that level before taking the next step. Why do we degrade football players for staying in college for an extra year or two? It makes no sense to me. They're a better product now than they would be if Michael Penix had declared for the draft a year ago, two years ago. And that whoever picks them is going to be rewarded for it. And you still get them at the same price. Now you control him till he's 29. I would say that if I'm just playing devil's advocate, there might be people that say, well, if you're that good, why, why are you staying in college? Why don't you come at it when you're a junior? Some guys need more ripening, right? Some guys want to stick around and get their degree. Some guys probably just love the college life. And now that you get the NIL deals that you can make some money, there's certainly no rush to go elsewhere. Maybe you want to chase a national title. I, I don't hold it against you, but I mean, I I do understand why maybe some scouts might say, okay, if I can have a guy at 22 versus 24, give me the guy at 22. If the skill set's the same. But I don't know if we need to necessarily write off a guy or take out that much stock. Because like I said, you, if you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, you want him for how long? Expectations, things go well, 12 years probably. Sure. If you're going to have him from the age of 24 to 36, great. If you're going to have him from the age of 22 to 34, great. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's just a number at this point. These guys are taking care of themselves so well. Just getting a little bit of extra uh, 
seasoning, getting a little smarter, becoming a more mature, not necessarily a bad thing. Playbook Vic says, what would the Bears need from the Vikings to trade the first for 11th? Division rival, but there has to be a price you can't say no. Well, you go back and look at the last couple of years. It would be a, a first. It would be another first. Next year's first. For this, probably for another this year, first. probably three first-round picks and a roster player. Because in, especially is it like a division would make it a lot tougher. That, the price the, would get steeper. I would say it won't happen. No. Because the, the Minnesota Vikings would have to give so much more, and I think that the Bears would do this, you know, trade the first overall to an AFC team, keep them as far away as possible, where he's not going to hurt you. But I would, if it was for the Vikings, it'd be so much. I, I just don't think it'll happen. Earlobe says probably injuries. That's why they don't want them to stay in college. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it. Like, if you're an agent or something, yeah, you want your guy to get out of there healthy, get that big bag. But Penix, he's had his injury history. I bet for him, it was probably just like staying healthy, proving he can stay healthy. And he did that the last two years in Washington. Had he gone out there, been drafted after his, you know, redshirt sophomore season, whatever, there would be the knock that he's an injured, injury-prone player. Uh, hasn't accomplished much, but he's stuck around those two years. He's put up great numbers, you know, put himself in Heisman conversations. Like he he won college football, like whatever. I can't remember. We talked about it with Warren Moon at the end of the carry show. If you missed that, by the way, very uh, strongly recommend going back and checking it out. Hour four of today's Kevin Carey show, uh, former double year, longtime pro football legend, Warren Moon, UW alum. Uh, War, uh, Michael Penix won the award, like best college football player. That's not the Heisman. It's whatever, whatever. Maxwell. Maxwell, thank you. Um, like, he was the best player in college football this year. One of them. Heisman, I don't, was he, did, did they release the full ballot? Like, was he the runner-up in the Heisman voting? Do we know I that? look at it right now. But, like, I, I get the injury thing. And I agree with you, Connor. Like, him going back and deciding to do that is, is a prove-it thing. Jamar Chase sat out an entire year before getting drafted after winning it because I don't believe he was allowed to enter the draft yet. But he just won a national championship, right? You have to play, you have to go through three years of college. Is my timeline right on this? Like Chase just didn't play that full year following the natty and then was a top 10 pick in the draft. Well, that was the COVID COVID year as well because, uh, um, Michael Par- Michael Parsons didn't play. I don't think Rashawn Slater played. A lot of guys, a lot of guys didn't, didn't play. play that year. But yeah. like you don't play football for a year, and that doesn't impact your stock at all. But playing an extra year does. When when you don't get hurt, Michael Penix played every game this year. So, in my opinion, Michael Penix should be a top ten pick. There's so many QB needy teams, but I I think his play last weekend and hopefully what we see tonight. Will vault him into the first half, top half of the first round, because I think he deserves it. And I think he's going to, like, I, the tools are there for him to have a lot of success at the pro level. Yeah. And it, like, hey, the, it's going to be situation to situation. If you're uh, a receiver that dominates for your first three years and you stick around for a couple of years, then transfer, there's going to be questions. But Penix had the injuries at Indiana, went to Washington, and there's probably questions about him there. Longevity, how can he do? Can he put up big numbers? Well, my goodness, uh, 66 touchdowns in two seasons. Only 17 interceptions and now taking his team to the natty. And when he gets to the NFL franchise, he'll be 24 years old and hopefully mature. And you might have that franchise, guys. So we'll see. And Playbook Vic, yeah. Resign Cousins next year and mentor Caleb. 
Well, Vic, I don't think you guys are getting I Caleb Williams. I don't think Caleb Williams is going to be backing up anywhere this year. No, and I don't think he'll be in Minnesota. But I would resign Cousins. I would too. Good guy, Kirk Cousins. Okay, we'll take uh, our last break here before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell and the lowdown with Low Tide. Let's get to an update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.